Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Why, why Demon Slayer? Like, why is that? Like, why are you tracking that down? What's so good? I haven't seen um, it. You, you know, anime is not my thing. Tell me, sell me on it. One of the only uh, animated movies that got submitted into into award season. That's that's one. Um, two, I have a first off. I have a very long list of movies, t- and TV shows, and anime to watch. I'm talking longer than a Walgreens receipt. Um, <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty long because everybody knows Walgreens wastes tons of paper. So much, and uh, I have watched that anime six times in English and in Japanese. Just that first season, because there's only one season out, and now I'm just waiting for the movie because season two is supposed to come out this coming month. I think if I have the timeline correct. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to watch season two if I haven't seen the movie because the end of season one jumps right into the movie. So I'm like, what? so does it, and, and just, we don't have to dive too deep into it. Cause I know we've got, you know, we got work to do, yeah. but is it about someone who kills demons? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Good. It. Sh- I was hoping it would be like, no, it's about bunnies or something. What? It's just like, no, it's a guy's like name. Like happy is demon. tree friends. Something he's, like that. I fucking Just loved Happy Tree Friends, by the way. Can I tell you guys how much I loved Happy Tree Friends? Please. No. Um, man, anything, but by the way, <laughs> anything that has uh, anything that has Ren and Stimpy in its veins, in its DNA somewhere, I'm sure. going to be okay with. And that yeah. definitely did. Did you know that, that the guy that created uh, Ren and Stimpy, John Kay, is apparently like a, like he got canceled? <sighs> He and apparently he deserves it. Like I, yeah, we, apparently I think you and I like have talked a... about. Well, Q, he I is... think you and I on a previous episode have talked about him being a notorious like jerk. But yes. since that episode's recording, we can now. I don't know if we need to retcon anything, but apparently now he is a deserved asshole, and he deserves to be canceled and put away yeah. somewhere. As much as I still enjoy Ren and Stimpy, I sure enjoyed that show. Wow. That came out at the beginning of my um, childhood. So, so that's one. So um, I'm already a scaredy cat. I always have been. And unfortunately, it was nurtured by by um, the rental units. But uh, the <laughs> Ren and Stimpy was just too... I have a very active mind when I go to bed, <laughs> which is why I have shows on yeah. and stuff in different languages. Because if it's in English, I'll dream about it. Um, but Ren and Stimpy would, I have, I'm remembering them right now, specific images 
in the show that I can never forget because they were just yeah. too off the wall or scary or weird. And I'm just like, how do I process this thing? Yeah, I just remember one of the episodes I remember the most is uh, Father, the character of Father, who you never see. Um, it's just from the waist down. And at one point, yep. they're selling him. He's buying nipples, like bottle yep. nipples, and he puts them on his knees. They're like knee warmers. And I remember as a child just being like, this is fucking weird. Like, it is so weird. I love it. I love it. I, I absolutely death. love it. And but hey, speaking speaking of Ren and Stimpy, there we go. Are you going there? Because I'll let you I, go there. I was gonna segue into the episode topic Perfect. and lead us to a high five because I was gonna ask you guys since this week's topic is about sidekicks, Stimpy yes. is the sidekick of that relationship, correct? Stimpy is. I think. Uh, no, I believe no? I believe Ren is gonna be the the sidekick in that Which scenario. One? How, how Stimpy? Ren is the red one. No, Ren is the Chihuahua. Stimpy is the uh, Stimpy. You idiot! That guy. And then and then and then Stimpy is a red cat. Yes, a a lovable doofus cat. Yeah. Ren, uh, Ren, Ren is. I don't. I don't know that either one of them are sidekicks. I think they're. You know what? We should probably high five and define what makes a great sidekick. There we go. Let's do it. All right, high five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right, perfect. Well, uh, Jay, that was a perfect setup to today's episode. I learned Side from the kicks. master on on segways. Thank you. Well, it it took me a long time to figure out how to balance on those things, but they're not as easy as they seem. But now I am a master segwayer. Seg segwayer. Segwer. I'm a master segwer. Yeah. Technology jokes. <laughs> yeah. You can take those segways and and they have been yoked, as Mia would say. Which means which is, I yeeted uh, them in the past. <laughs> past tense. Please, everyone, hashtag yote. Hashtag yote. Um, but something I don't want to yote, or I never yoted, is the topic of today's episode uh sidekicks now here's one of the 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 best things that we get to do on the show here obviously we are a movie podcast first and foremost as is our tagline which is you know a podcast for people who like a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too this is one of those opportunities where we get to talk about the other stuff too yeah we're talking about sidekicks but we're not necessarily just talking movie sidekicks are we guys well, some of mine have movie representations or are primarily, I think there's one that is primarily from a film. Sure. But in, in general, yeah, uh, I think I, I, I align with Mia um, as more general, right? This is more general. Media. Mine just happened to end up having been all, all movies. And in my head, it was more like a dynamic duo is where I was coming. Oh, dynamic interesting. Duo. Okay. Wait, Mia, talk about that a little bit. So with the when you're thinking of dynamic duos, how were you defining what made a sidekick? Like, okay, we we joked in the opener that Stimpy wasn't a sidekick, or maybe there wasn't one. What would make a dynamic duo more of a partnership versus a main uh, and sidekick? For for literally every last one of these, 
it's you know who the lead was but the other guy may have been the one you wanted to be friends with like the one that you were like i think i like you more sure it was I, this was one of, I made a long list, but it was very quick for me to decide my top five from that list. Cause I was like, I want this one. I want this. Like if I had <laughs> kicks, who would I want as my side? Right. I, I mean, if next? I'm being honest, when you said dynamic duo, my brain only goes to one place and that is me and Jay before you join the show. So I, I don't know if you're going to have us on the list somewhere, <laughs> but I got but that got me pretty thing. excited. I'm pretty sure that's what everybody thought when you said that. And here's the thing. And while that is ultimately obviously true, um, obvious, yes, we would we would die fighting on who was the sidekick and who that's was true. The, it's much like the the, lead. the Ren and Stimpy situation. Yeah. Like it is. Like uh, do we even exist without each other? No. You're I don't, so. But now nobody's but, never but the, never seen us not in a room together. And I and I'm never going to dispute that. But what I will say now is that with the the trifecta that makes the triangle, is the strongest shape in nature. So now the dynamic duo, we we don't have to be as as separated anymore. I it's funny me. I I'm in I'm in a similar similar boat. Is I was looking at ones where there's like an obvious kind of leader of the group, but the sidekick for all intents and purposes probably is the one that is either saving the day mm-hmm. or the one that that is pointing to himself what are you, <laughs> i'm the what? sidekick baby that's right but no i want to be me, the sidekick it's been me the whole time surprise <laughs> undercover sidekick nobody knew Q it and i've always all been a sidekick. along you all along i want to be the sidekick well, I'm sorry. There's only room enough in this trio for one sidekick. I want to ride in the sidecar. Technically, there's room enough for two sidekicks, but I take up both spaces. Wait, at what point do you stop being a sidekick and start being a henchman? How with the number? What's the number of like, you can have two sidekicks, but if you have three, then you have henchmen. 37. Okay. That's what I thought. It's pretty high. It's higher Thank than you. you would expect. We need That's to what I was thinking. Do a Holy Trinity one. We do, mm. where we just talk like about that. God for like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> well, welcome to High Five Gets Biblical. <laughs> then, then my mom really would be our only listener. Top, top five Bible stories. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel can't be in all of these. That's true. And Mel Gibson directed the episode. <laughs> That's why it felt so anti-Semitic. <laughs> uh, okay, so my, I, I will say, so now that you guys have kind of said what your criteria were for, for building your list, I will say that mine was a little bit different. I, I used that same kind of thing. Of course, like I thought about duos, like people that you know who the, who the first guy is. But honestly, I would say some of the people on my list I would argue are like equally as important. Maybe at least one of them is maybe equally as important. If not in some cases, like more important Mm. than the, uh, than the main character. I, I, there are, as you get closer to the top of my list, the line gets more and more blurred. 
Uh, and I think that's for me was sort of the crit- criteria when I was thinking of top or best sidekicks. Sure. Is at what point are they really the hero? And I think that's a fun line to blur and to talk about. I mean, I'll be completely honest. There's at least one or two. One for sure that is just full on nostalgia. I just love the character and wanted him on my list. He may not be in everyone's top five, but it's like, I want to talk like, but when we get to the top, it's more of that. All right. Who's really the hero here? Well, now I'm super curious to find out who really is the hero here. So I say we quit talking guidelines and we get to listen. This is where we make a list. A list. list. All right. As always, the one person gets to go first who is not a sidekick. Main character Mia. What is your number five? Hashtag main character Mia. I like that. I was gonna say just main Mia, but but I like I like that. My main Mia. What's up, my main Mia? Do you guys even know other Mias? I know Mia so. Sorbita. I know Mama, me, Mama Mia. <laughs> okay, okay. Mama Mia, here we go <laughs> again. <laughs> Give me five. your number five, yeah. My number five <sighs> is Detective James Carter. Oh shit, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, the president. <laughs> No, Detective James Carter. From? No, I know. I was joking. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I, I that, just, was, that, was, that was in the movie, wasn't it? And I just missed it because I forgot. No. Now, I will say this. Hold on. Hold on. Here, here's a question. Because we were talking, yes. who is the main character and who is the sidekick? Mm-hmm. Some may argue that Jackie Chan was the sidekick in that movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So make so, us make us your argument. So what makes Detective Kata the uh, the, the sidekick, sidekick in Rush Hour? Um, I grew up on Jackie films, so he's always been the front runner for me. Um, and that makes sense. Good enough. Rush Hour was good enough. Time. I actually watched Rush Hour before I watched Fifth Element, so oh, that was nice. my first introduction. Uh, I like that. It's like, James, it's like Chris Tucker, were you in Rumble in the Bronx? I don't think so. Also, to be fair, uh, that actually makes – your logic makes a lot of sense there because Jackie Chan is very often the lead character in almost every movie that he's in. Yep. Chris Tucker is more often than not a side character in almost every movie he's in. As a matter of fact, I think between the Rush Hour series and Money Talks – Maybe the only like two <laughs> movies where he is considered the lead in a movie. And one of them is with Charlie Sheen. So that just doesn't count at all right. together. No, I don't period. think it does. Well, and th- I think there's a probably a very real and Mia, it's it's interesting now that you bring this up because I think it's true. There is a very real way to watch Rush Hour as yeah. just focusing on the side character of Chris Tucker because Jackie Chan is like a real detective. He yeah. can really fight. He knows like he really knows what to do and where to go. Yeah, he he's out of he's a fish out of water sure, but I think there's a totally a way to watch that as like the movie's focusing on the side character. Watch Chris Tucker 
baffle his way through this police mission. He was, he definitely add, added to the, all, all of the things that I remember are his lines. Like sure. the, the one where, oh God. Don't ever touch a black man's radio, boy. You get shot out here for that. I do remember that. Special. <laughs> you want crazy ass bitch? That one's my favorite one. Yeah. For sure. Hands I down. do like that. I the, used to have. The heyday uh, of Chris Tucker. I used to have the, uh, um, I used to have the Rush Hour soundtrack um, <gasps> on, oh shit, let me tell you, I <laughs> loved that soundtrack, but one of the best parts was it had interludes in between songs that were just clips from the movie. So it was just like, I, I remember that. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan like talking or like Chris Tucker doing the, like, you speak English? You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I think, <laughs> I think I remember that. I also, weirdly enough, and I don't know why I remember this, had and was a huge fan of the Sixth Man soundtrack. Oh my God, with with the Wayans? Uh, yeah, the Wayans? one where it's like Marlon the dead Marlon Wayans, like the <laughs> dead basketball player. Oh my God! Yeah. You may be the only person who <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a deep '90s cut movie. I may still have it. <laughs> Please, can we give it away on an ep on a future episode? <laughs> if I find it, I'm gonna give it away. Please, yeah. we need to do a contest uh, for <laughs> the the Sixth Man compact disc. I'll I'll sign it. Yes, please do. But you'll sign it as Marlon Wayans. <laughs> like just yes. sign Marlon Wayans on the uh, on the the CD. Uh, oh. I think that's a great a great choice, Mia. I, not one that I would have thought of. So I'm actually glad you brought that to the table. Uh, Jay, what do you got that's uh, sidekick horrific, if you will? All right, my uh, my number five is my nostalgia pick. It's just one that I wanted to have on the list because I love them, and it's Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> Quality. Pinky, a big narf to you narf, good sir a big hashtag narf thank you i you know pinky is cut from the sidekick cloth <laughs> he is sure. designed yeah. to be a sidekick and as is classic most cartoon sidekick style when they get into uh the shenanigans that they do somehow his stupidity scooby-doo style will pull them out of their it of saves their, the day their, Yes, of their predicament. And I just love it. I mean, it's it's quintessential comedic sidekick that is good-hearted. And, but I love the, I mean, uh, I'm not going to go deep into Pinky and the Brain, but they have a hilarious dynamic of someone they evil really and someone completely good-hearted who love each other and try to take over the world on a nightly basis. It's amazing. And Pinky is one of the greatest sidekicks ever. Also, to be fair, Pinky is voiced by one of the greatest voice actors ever, Rob Paulson, Paulson. who oh voiced my almost like everything in my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Paulson was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He was uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. He was Carl from Jimmy Neutron. He's literally yep. like, like this dude he, has I voiced... promise you know his voice. Yes. I he guarantee you you know his voice. He actually has a really good podcast. And if for some reason, someone listening to this episode knows Rob Paulson, 
please send him this episode because we would love to have him on the show. We'd love but him. I will I will plug his podcast. It's called Talkin' Tunes with Rob Paulson. And he just it's has great. on voice actors. Um and they just talk about like the roles that they've had and they often do table reads of Those scenes. And oh. it's so good. So not only do I love your choice, Jay, of Pinky, but I also love Rob Paulson, who voices Pinky. And yeah, I just had to gush for a minute. No, I, 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 I'm with about you. It. I, I will always track down those table reads. And Mia, to give you a sense of what they are, is it will be like Rob Paulson and the other voice actor doing their very famous character voice and then like reading a scene from Goodfellas or oh reading a scene, God. you know, reading a scene um, from... Uh, from uh knocked up or pulp fiction uh, or pulp fiction <laughs> or something it's hysterical and they're so great at it and yeah q you, thank you for acknowledging the 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 actor behind the art yeah oh yeah absolutely 100 speaking of uh that's actually a perfect segue for my number five which is also a nostalgia pick and also an animated series and yes. ev even got name checked in your description um mine is so low is low on the list mainly because i feel like it's cheating because it's not just one person it's two people and i feel like these two are inseparable and it is shaggy and scooby from scooby-doo nice. in my mind in my mind they form one sidekick together i am uh, okay with that i am okay with that i accept that they are an inseparable duo uh shaggy and scooby in my mind, like when I think about sidekicks as a kid from a very young age, they kind of set the bar of what a sidekick is. Just like you described in Pinky and the Brain, <coughs> oftentimes their antics would somehow save the day, even though everyone on the team is smarter or whatever, more prepared than they are. Well, Fred's like, trap is inevitably going to go wrong, and then Scooby and Shaggy are going to fall in from the side in a in a train cart and not and land uh, ex yeah. exactly. Every it's time. classic. It's classic sidekickery, if you will. Um, <laughs> I like that trademarked sidekickery. Um, but also, once again, a very interesting one of the biggest things is a lot of people don't realize, but K famous radio DJ Casey Kasem is the voice or was the voice of Shaggy up until almost his death. Like he consistently what? was Shaggy on every medium. Like did every you, time you heard you know Shaggy, that? he no. was Casey Kasem was Shaggy. And then the torch got passed to Matthew Lillard, who after portraying Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movie, the live action movie with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. and Linda Cardellini. I feel like I have to like recognize all of them. Please, Otherwise, please recognize I'm a douchebag. Um, he became the new voice actor for Shaggy. And then Matthew Lillard was Shaggy in every animated incarnation of Shaggy since then. So there's every essentially official, been- At least every official. Sure. There's been like like weird like one-offs where maybe he wasn't, but any like rebooted animated series, he's the voice of. Uh, mm -hmm. Any like animated movies that they've made, he's been the voice of. Um, and it's crazy to me that you basically, you essentially have this character that's existed since the 60s um, mm -hmm. that's been voiced by two people. <laughs> yeah. Like that, and that, 
that feels crazy. And Scooby is the master of of voice disguise, Mr. Frank Welker, who is it's great. Who is uh Megat or uh not Megatron? Uh, Frank Welker is uh, Optimus Prime from uh Transformers. I'm a bit of a a lot of the. He's also a lot of the lions from Lion King. Yeah, he makes he he often does sounds for things that are not people. So it's like is the, robot he, uh, number three, Frank Welker, and he's like beep boop beep beep up up. He he is the uh, he is the voice of the bulldog in Space Jam. Michael that is cr- dog that is that is does not speak. That is true. It was an so, a, and but let's be clear, it was a real dog on set. Like this is not an animated dog that did not speak. Instead, Frank Welker got credit for being that (laughs) for for doing the. Yeah, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that Frank Welker has like the best agent in the fucking business. Like his agent is like, no, 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 no. We're not crediting Patsy the Bulldog in Space Jam. Okay, listen, his dialogue was his audio was shit. Frank Welker, he could record circles around that bulldog, okay? You just put him in a booth, and Frank is going to knock that audio out for you. And they're like, you ready, Frank? And he's like, yep. And they're like, all right, take one, go. And he's like. <laughs> and they're like, we got it. You all fucking right. nailed you it again. It. You're a fucking genius, Frank. Thank you so much. Here's your royalty check. Incredible. Like, the shit is crazy. And in fairness, he is an astounding voice actor. He is. With a- Crazy rage, the best but, agent. <laughs> but I do want to circle back around to something that I have. Uh, that I have. I don't know why this bothers me, but the new movie Scoob that Will Forte plays Shaggy in. I have a problem with that movie specifically because they didn't use Matthew Lillard, and oh, I found out, found out the e- same day we did. And they didn't even ask him. Like they just. I know. I know. I found that out about was, that too. And it's like. You know what? I it's, I haven't seen Scoob yet. In, in all fairness, I I have no idea if it's good. I guys, it's great. I'll tell you, I watch Scoob. Don't watch Scoob. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a waste and, of but your time. Matt, Matthew Lillard is a treasure as Shaggy. He like, is wonderful. He really so. is, and he should be Shaggy all the time. So that's it. My number five: Scooby and Shaggy, the inseparable duo from Scooby Doo. I love it. But a boom, Mia. You know what that means? We're up to number four. My number four is Donkey from Shrek. You I'm making waffles. I mean, you make you like our Shrek super fan. I love it. A little bit. Although, although I will say, uh, Donkey has one of my most probably quoted movie lines of. And everybody said no to a damn parfait. Everybody loves it. Parfait's delicious. And nobody said no to a parfait. That is true. You know, I didn't know what part, I didn't even know parfaits existed until that movie. And then I was like, that sounds delicious. What? It is. What and you know what? Delicious. They are. Because you know what? Yeah. Donkey was right. Not nobody <laughs> didn't like a parfait. Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. Onions. So true. Uh, I love that. I think they're one of the, uh, they're a great duo in general because that is, you know, you got the gruff Shrek who's a loner right. by nature, 
I don't need any friends. I don't need anybody. Don't care. The ins- I'll do it on my the own. Insistence, <laughs> the insistent sidekick. Like, it's like, oh, you're going to have a sidekick and it's going to be me. Yes. Also crazy, almost every time Eddie Murphy does any sort of voice acting, he is a sidekick. Yeah. In movies, mm-hmm. leading man. In voice acting, sidekick. I mean, he's Mushu the dragon in Mulan. Come on now. He's basically great. he's basically the same character as Donkey yeah. and Shrek. Like it's essentially well, yes, the same it, sassy, it, sassy. Is, uh, well, let's not sassy let's not focus sidekick. too much on that. But yeah, <laughs> he's, very, he's very funny. He's very funny in both. Mm-hmm. He, he is very funny. That's a that's a solid I'm choice. Sure very like very nice. In real life, are you is does Eddie Murphy like have your family somewhere? Jay? You're like, let's not focus on that. Eddie Murphy is a great actor. I'm sure he deserves an Academy Award. All I'm saying is blueberries. <laughs> We're watching Haunted Mansion and it's really good. <laughs> I can't wait for coming to America. The sequel. What's that movie about him and trees or some shit? <laughs> what is it like a hundred words or less or some something? I, don't I know. think that's what it's called. Thousand, thousand like words that. or less. Thousand yeah, words or less. Basically, like you can only say a thousand words before you die. Well, yeah, he has a tree that's growing in his backyard and he gets cursed or something. And as he says words, leaves fall off and he has to appreciate life without talking. Is it? Is, hold on. Who is. Uh, Who's the actor that's in the invention of lying? The Ricky uh, Gervais. Yeah. Why? Why? Explain to me why a thousand. The plot description of a thousand words or less, for some reason, just sounds like a Ricky Gervais movie to me. Like it it feels like that should be starring Ricky Gervais instead of Eddie Murphy. I right. I think Ricky Gervais is 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 just me or is that weird? I know. I think you're right. Like Funny. it feels like that makes sense somehow. I <laughs> I agree with you. I don't know why. I just had to throw that out there. It's super weird. Uh, I think that's a great. I think that's a great pick, Mia. Jay, what do you have to combat donkey? Donkey. Um, I have. It's another. Uh, let's say animal based one, but it's not oh. an animal itself. Uh, this is this is a sidekick who has iterations across a couple different mediums, okay. uh, and in every single one of them, I love him. And the the sidekick that I have as number four is Arthur from The Tick. Oh, I do love that. I've never seen that. Oh okay, my god, Mia. so good, I'm Mia. You, okay. okay, so it's Mia, good I'll, every time, every single time. <clears throat> but here, uh, Mia, I'll kind of since you're new to the Tick averse. I will give you a quick crash course and then it may benefit some of our listeners too. So if you're not familiar, Tick started out as a comic series and essentially the comic series existed to lampoon superheroes and their brainlessness and all of that. And so the Tick as a character is this hulking, invincible, brainless oaf who is reluctantly a superhero because that's just the only thing he has and most of the time he destroys everything try try and make things better arthur comes in as a very smart very meek very technology focused sidekick that ends up helping the tick save the day while being terrified of danger 
everywhere, every step along the way. He is a reluctant and, superhero. <laughs> yeah. And in every iteration, Arthur is basically that same archetype. And while he has been done differently, I, I love him in the old cartoon version where Patrick Warburton is the voice of the tick and mm -hmm. they make him just kind of this like pudgy, very reluctant, almost like he's a, a he's almost like a kidnapping victim of the tick. Like, but he's his sidekick, but he's essentially like his hostage. Yeah. And then in the newer one, which is a good show, actually, they give oh, it's a very good very, show. They give him a very elaborate backstory and actually give his character a lot more depth. Um, oh. And it's great. And I can't, and man, and, and Q help me with this because I'm blanking on the actor's name, but I love his podcast, Blank Check. Oh, um, uh, Garrett, uh, uh, Garrett Shit. something. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, okay. But we also can't forget um, Griffin Newman. Griffin that's Newman. it, Griffin Newman. Yeah, a super funny dude. We also can't forget the uh, 2000, the early 2000s live action iteration starring Patrick Warburton uh, as that's Tick. Right. Which that's right. I also have to put out there, guys. Very good. Like that's very, right. yeah, like, say, way better than good. it had any right to be. Um, you had yeah. uh, characters like Batman. Well, which is, yeah. which is essentially like exactly a what it sounds like. By the way. Batman. Um, you had uh, a lady, Lady Liberty, who is essentially I remember Lady exactly Liberty. What you would think. Um, really good stuff i i highly recommend watching the 2000s tick uh it's it's also super good it only ran for like eight episodes or something um but i have them on dvd i love it um and then don't forget solid choice. i just them up the cape yes the cape uh man this is some that that is a good pull i didn't even think about that and i'm kicking myself in the ass uh because my number four I went way more just like bland literary. Mm. Um, you know, books aren't necessarily my strong suit, but this character is one who has been portrayed in a plethora of mediums by a plethora of actors. Um, and my uh, number four is Watson from Sherlock Holmes and Watson. That's, um, that's a great... I'm kicking myself. I didn't even think of Dr. Watson. I'm doing yeah. the same thing you did with Arthur. Shit, that's a great choice, Q. Thanks, man. He is man. great. He is. And he... all the way. My piece, oh, he's my favorite. I, he's I my was, favorite. I, I 1000% agree. Martin Freeman. Uh, have you oh, seen, yes. have you seen Sherlock? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I a fan with uh, old Benedict Scoodle Smatch or whatever his name Scooter. is. Scooter Snatch, Scooter Doodle, Cumberbund, <laughs> Bendy Hatch, Cumbersnort. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he uh, Watson is just one of those characters that he is like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Sherlock is a Sir Arthur Conan Doyle creation, yep. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like the Watson archetype is kind of like the grandfather of a lot of the sidekick characters that you see. Like he essentially started the whole idea that you have this like intelligent, um, restrained kind of sidekick who keeps this, you know, out of line, off the wall, 
kind of maybe tormented genius in line. You know what I mean? Um, the voice of reason. He is the voice of reason. And I love that. Um, and I, I do love that his character, you know, it, across different iterations has gotten, you know, more screen time and more backstory. Uh, the Jude Law version in the Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Sherlock movies is is good. Like he's he he, he is. he's a he's a great character. Um, but I will totally agree that Martin Freeman is, in my mind, like the embodiment of the Doctor Watson kind of character. Like he is kind of a softer spoken, but he's like firm, and he gets a whole backstory and yeah. story. He arc alongside Sherlock. Um, but yeah, so I had to have him on my list. I didn't want him super high because, you know, some of my characters that are coming up are like my all time faves. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like a sidekick list wouldn't be complete without Watson. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, I think like Dr. Watson and. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um yeah, well, Dr. Walker is a Sherlock, but Arthur and the Tick both kind of being that, like, all right, I have to help rein this in. I have to, like, a lot of times be working behind the scenes. Kind of like that archetype, archetypical, uh, like, the Sancho Panza for Don Quixote's yeah. assistant. Basically, totally. like, he's that, like, it's, that's that Sancho archetype, but modernized and put in, you know, in these embodiments. And I agree with you. I think if we're going to be choosing these different archetypes like the martin freeman embodiment of that ponza sidekick is a is so good it's just it he embodies the idea of i don't really want to be here but i'm intrigued by all of this and need to be here yeah. i need to be here for reasons even i may not understand exactly but, but i'm necessary i'm important i love it i love it good well, yeah, that's that's it. That's my that's my number four. So Mia, yes. that brings us to number three. We're getting up there now. I think you guys will be surprised by my number one. To be completely honest, okay, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> my number three is Chewbacca. Oh, sure. Very, <laughs> very, just mm, oh, oh, nectar to my lips. I love it, Mia. Wait. Explain. <laughs> You get the, the, it, it doesn't, he and Han's relationship is actually atypical from a lot of what we were talking about. Like Han was very smart, but he was also not always the best guy. He wasn't always someone you wanted to root for, but sure. when you saw him with Chewbacca and you saw their relationship and Chewbacca didn't even have to say anything. Not anything we understood anyway. And you just loved him anyway. He was still funny. He was still personable. You wanted to climb him. You wanted to hug him. You wanted him to protect you. You wanted all of these things that you I would want in my sidekick. I, I sure. want someone who's going to talk, talk back to me, who's going <laughs> to handle shit whenever I can't, but who's also going to be by my side and who's never going to go away and who will definitely... Uh, live past me so <laughs> i love that and speaking of living past uh that a lot of that is in reference to the wonderful peter mayhew who mm -hmm. portrayed chewbacca in the series it's a hard thing to act through a giant suit and the fact that you care about 
Chewbacca as much as you do in those movies is a testament mm-hmm. to the performer inside that costume. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Um, so I love that. And I will yeah. say definitively one of the best things about the solo movie was getting to watch this relationship yes. between Han and Chewbacca develop. Um, that movie did a lot of things, not awesome, but one of the best things it did yeah. uh, was it really, you know, paid attention to that dynamic. And it was, it was one of the best things. And I will say that, Oh, AQ what's the actor's name. Who was Han Solo in that movie? The cowboy. Oh, shit. I can't remember. Whatever. I, I guess it does. I guess it doesn't matter, but he, that was one of the elements of that movie. I thought that he nailed was the interactions with Chewbacca and how, he knew what he was saying and their banter back and forth. Al- Alden um, Ehrenreich. Holden. Yeah, that was on the was on the tip of my tongue. You, I don't know why I didn't. Get Alden it. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, I know that just flows. But, <laughs> but I thought that was the best thing that he did in that movie, acting wise, was that agreed. Totally it's agreed. Me, it's it's so I I couldn't agree more with you. In fact, Chewbacca is my number three choice as what? well. What? Um, as Q, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and so, as I said earlier, as we get more up into the list, it starts to blur the lines of sidekick versus partner versus Mm -hmm. hero versus equal because Chewbacca to me as point is, is a sidekick. He's the pilot. He's, you know, Han, Han is the hero, Mm -hmm. you know, Chewbacca didn't even get a medal. And the first one, like, sidekicks don't get medals. They retconned it. I'm so glad. And, but man, everything Mia said and and Q, everything you said about Peter Mayhew and his performance in the role, like, you care so much about Chewbacca. And Han doesn't feel quite as full when Chewbacca's not around. And when Han dies, Chewbacca's pain seems really real for a dude in in a bear suit. You know, so it's yeah. So I, Mia, I, I'm with you. Listening to him than I did the actual scene it occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mia, I'm Mia, I'm right with you. Number three, Chewbacca. Okay. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it is not my number three. I wish I shared that with you oh, guys. Uh, my <laughs> my number three is a newer uh, sidekick. Um, so my number three, without you know, any delay in giving you the response is, is Morty from Rick and Morty. Oh my God. Uh, He was one of my honorable mentions. Morty is, you know, say what you will about how the show's quality has continued, you know, into season four and beyond. But the Morty character is a spin on a very common trope which is exactly like we've talked about he's the arthur he's the reluctant like he's kind of dragged along into these scenarios Mm -hmm. um and something that they've done interesting with morty that's a little bit different is they've really keyed into how would this affect you like being being drug along for these missions and constantly being the put upon person like what would that do to you as a person because so often you see sidekicks who just like willingly take the shit 
You know what I mean? And they're just like, I'm right here, boss. Like, still always be here. You can dump on me as much as you want. And, you know, I'm still your best friend ready for duty. And one of the most brilliant things that Justin Roiland and Dustin Harmon, I mean, and uh, Dan Harmon have done is to kind of take that trope and like really open it up and examine it and go like, yeah. okay, like, like that's cool and that's fun and that's funny. And it creates some, some good comedic moments, but like what would really happen if that happened? If you, <laughs> you know, in, in one instance, you know, Rick and Morty go back and have to like kill the alternate them and assume their lives. And, you know, in, in a normal, um, what do you call it a uh, procedural kind of show that would just be forgotten about. But you know, in the next episode, Morty is like fucked up like mentally by what just like happened. And so I, I love that they took this character and you get to see his character, like progressively become like more aggressive or more like scared of things or like potentially and eventually like, a bad guy. Like, there has been so much uh, character development that he almost, and this is what I was referencing when we first talked, he almost eclipses his main character, if you will, yeah. as to him being the sidekick. Because without Rick and Morty, neither one of those exist. You know what I mean? A, yeah. Watching Rick run around on adventures would be infinitely less interesting without Morty oh. going along. Well, and don't get me wrong, I love Rick and Morty, but he if an if there was a Rick only episode, I think it'd be insufferable. Exactly. Like you, you need you need that balance. I think that's I think that's great. I yeah, I like I said, he was an honorable mention for for all of those reasons. I, I loved it. Um he's he's that put upon and and Dan, uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are so great about exploring a bit and, and uh, Q, you know how much I love meta commentary and oh, meta definitely. humor. But they take what like the tick was doing with Arthur, especially the some of the older versions where Arthur is essentially a hostage of the tick <laughs> yeah. on these missions. Like that's they Rick and Morty take that to the nth degree and mm -hmm. dissect what that means, and they get to do that with through their brilliant imaginations. And so, yeah, I primo choice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. And now we have reached the end of part one, if you will. And we are going to queue up the largest sidecar that we can manage. And while we do that, we are going to listen to some sponsors. Please listen to our monetary sidekicks. Come on down to the fight store. We'll punch you in the face. You want to get part of the fights? Yes, you do. And you know what it costs? A buck oh five. Come on down. We're off Highway 69. You know you want to fight? You want to fight? Come on down to the fight store. Let's go. Bro, do you even fight? No. Oh, goodness. It's Gizzle Wizzle's Horseradish Fizzies. Gizzle Wizzle's Horseradish Fizzies. Gizzle Wizzle's Horseradish Fizzies. They're delicious and also super spicy. Gizzle Wizzle Horseradish Fizzles. You know you want it in your mouth. Gizzle Wizzle Horseradish Fizzies. You're going to eat it until you puke. Gizzle Wizzy's Horseradish Fuzzles. <laughs> That's not even the name. Guzzle Wieners Horseradish Fuzzles. We've eaten so many we forgot who we are. I can't taste my tongue. Everything is...
Fizzles Horse Riders Fizzies! Come and get some or not. Fizzies! Hey, do you have an unclaimed high school gym locker? You can come on down to the unclaimed high school gym locker store. Are you looking for old towels? How about sweaty tube socks? Maybe a jock strap or a chemistry textbook? It's like that suitcase store at the airports, but for high school shit. Yeah, it's stuff you don't care about. You know, crusty shoes. And it only costs $500. You want Terry Bismarck's used porno stash? Would you like a mirror that just says how emo you are? Do you want a broken blocker shelf that's got stickers from Backstreet Boys on it? Do you have a picture of Britney Spears before the head shaving? Do you have a hairbrush full of unused hair? Do you have a mechanical pencil that you don't know where it came from? Do you have notes to a test that you're not even in class for? Do you have a cat skeleton? Then come on down to Unclaimed High School Gym Locker Store. You'll find treasures that you never wanted. All right. Perfect. Once again, without those sidekicks, we, the main characters, cease to exist. I'm firing all of those sidekicks. Immediately. I made one put a giant seed from a different universe up its butt. Oh. Twice. Twice. That's right. Twice. Um, so, guys, this is it. These are the top two choices Mine for the awesome. the best sidekicks that's Mine a big awesome. deal are they mine are great yeah they're great i they, bet they're not as good as mia's mm-hmm. i don't know that's up for debate well, let's well let's debate it mia what's your number two um i've used this person before was a number one on another list but my number two is sam from lord of the rings nice so you want to talk about a voice of reason you want to talk about what it what would this have been without this character you want to talk about a staple a quintessential a necessity the heart of it that's my sam can we i agree with you can we convalesce on that because sam is also my number two (gasps) that's amazing whoop 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 uh, I mean, I we, agree with you. I mean, he he falls in he falls into the category for me of like, yeah, he blurs the lines of is he he might really be the hero of this whole thing. He could be, and once again, I mean, let's be honest. Without him, Frodo doesn't make it. No, he, Frodo gave he, up, and so he many doesn't times. he doesn't make it so many times over. Like <laughs> he, yes. Samwise is, and what I like about Samwise is that he kind of breaks out of the traditional sidekick mold because you have all like your stereotypical, which you would think of as a sidekick. And mm-hmm. Sam kind of is all of those things, but also is so much more than all of those things. Like he is that strength and he is that, I mean, and, and obviously played fantastically in the films and, and like the line deliveries of, well, then if you can't walk anymore, then I'll carry you. Like we're going to, if you're gonna get there it's just oh it's oh just great just great i totally agree i mean i i that's why it's my number two 
as well, Mia. I think, you know, and we, if people really want to hear what we think about it, go back and listen. I think it was Mia's first episode. Uh, Um, We, we dove into the top five uh, characters from Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and spoiler alert, Samwise is very high on the list. Um, So go check it out. uh, If you want to hear us really geek out about Samwise Gamgee for sure. Uh, so th- man, we've eliminated ourselves. Jay, what what do you got for number two? So my number two is, uh, I think, sort of the default sidekick, and it's Robin. I don't have a specific <laughs> iteration of Robin, but yep. Robin as a character across the board, as I think, when you say sidekick, you think of Robin. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Robin has so many different stories and so many different iterations. That's really the only reason he's not number one is that I think there is one character for me that as that character just is everything so strongly. But like with Robin, you've got, you know, your Dick Grayson Robins or your Damien Robins or, you know, there's so many different iterations of that. Hey, you've got but- Car- Car- Carrie Kelly uh, Robin. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, I see, from so many that, the Dark Knight, and so and I and there are a lot that I haven't even you know mentioned. So you've got me, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a guy named Robin <laughs> in which, the Christopher Nolan movies. I don't, I don't love that you brought that one up, <laughs> but you know what? That, there you go. You know what? That's fine. That's why it's not my number one. Uh, it's why it's my number two. But yeah, Robin was. It's just he's the quintessential sidekick. I. It could not have them high sure. on the list. I love it. All so, right. Mia, this is it. This is for all the sidekick marbles. What is your number one? My number one is Silent Bob. <laughs> nice. Unexpected. I am. Sh- I love it, but I am shocked. You're right. I did not expect that from you. Very, very nice. <laughs> Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If that money doesn't show, then you owe me. Owe me. Oh, my jungle love. Oh, we. Oh, we. Oh. I know that that's Jay, but I can't do any of Silent Bob's lines because, well, wait. Here we go. I've got one. Magnificent, nice. perfect, spectacular. Thanks, 10, thanks, 10. lunchbox. My hetero <laughs> life mate, right You're there. Welcome. I, this is a sidekick that is so good at his job, he doesn't even need to talk. It's true. He just amazing. He just needs to react. He just needs to be present. He just that's it. That's all he needs to do. He lets his dude shine. He knows how to be to the side, but you still want to hang out with that man. He still looks like you can have fun with him. I would That's argue, I would argue that Jay and Silent Bob, much like Scooby Doo and Shaggy, <laughs> are both. are are both sidekicks to other characters and are kind of like an inseparable duo. They're uh, like the they're the sidekicks I, I, of the Viewers universe. Universe, I'm exactly. To agree. So I love that that's choice. Hilarious. I love it. Uh, He's like man, side, and sidekick, sidekick. Mia, you always like you come in strong with these lists that I just like. I love it. So unpredictable. I never know what I'm gonna get, and I, I love, love it. it. Though it keeps me that's on my what, toes. That's what we needed. Yay. That's what we needed. I love it. So Jay, what do you got for number one then? 
See, that's why we need Mia on this because we need freshness. My number one is Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> For all of the reasons that you guys said and all of the reasons that I gushed about, but yes, he is, I think, the best yes. example of what a sidekick can and should be capable of. He is the one that blurs the line of the most of, I think he's the hero mm -hmm. behind all of it, truly but he is relegated and happy within the sidekick role because he does not want the spotlight, nor could he perform under it. He sure. needs he needs Frodo to exist to be able to rise to the level that he did, which was the level of the main hero, which I think is the best, just Mo Mobius strip of sidekickery that is, so he's my number one. I like that we're now officially using sidekickery. That makes me very it's a happy. Word. It I is have a word. It as a hashtag. I think that's I, I a, love it. I think that's a great number one. I am also glad that Mia exists because my number one is Robin. Robin. I knew. <laughs> so, uh, just to deep dive a little bit further, Jay, into what you were saying, uh, when I think of a sidekick. I think Robin, like first and foremost. Uh, yes, there have been many iterations of Robin. You've got Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Damien, like you said, Carrie Kelly, Stephanie Brown. Um, there's literally been a ton of Robins, if you will. Um, but just like Rick and Morty, and in a very different and more serious way, the character of Robin has often been explored as well as not just a stalwart sidekick, but what happens after the sidekickery yeah. is done? You know what I mean? What happens to the sidekick? Um, I mean, one of the, one of the best, um, you know, storylines ever was Jason. What happened to Jason Todd? Um, and it led to him eventually spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't follow the comics. Fuck you. It's a really good story. It's called, it's called, uh, he becomes the Red Hood. Um, there's an amazing, there's amazing animated movie called Under the Red Hood yep. that was made off of it. Um, this is killer and fantastic. But it often, like with all of these different Robins, you get to, you have gotten to see over the years what the potential outcomes of being a sidekick are. You could mm -hmm. end up dead. You could end up as a superhero yourself. You get Dick Grayson, who becomes Nightwing. Um, and who is badass, by the way, in Bloodhaven. Who's fucking super awesome. Um, but that's an alternative path as well. You know what I mean? Like, you could grow beyond being someone's sidekick and you become a hero yourself. Um, or, like the famous Batman line says, um, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become see yourself become a villain and you go the the uh the jason todd route and you become the red hood um there's been just so many impactful stories and to be perfectly honest it was robin as the huge batman fan that i am it was robin that kind of humanized uh batman it gave him a reason to have a bit of humanity even though he often put his sidekick in terrible danger and situations right. um it ultimately gave him something to care about because otherwise if you don't without a robin and your crazy batman 
you are literally just like an unhinged dude fighting yeah. crime. Like you have no reason to protect anything. Well, um, and I think one of one of the things that for me makes Robin such a strong choice in this, and I agree. I mean, I agree with you. I think I just, I like Samwise better. Um, but Robin is the when you say sidekick. I, I think in any walk of life that you're in, you think Robin somehow in some form or fashion, but also to your point, Q, Robin has been done in so many iterations is that you have the, you know, the iteration of the reluctant hero, you know, a Robin that was forced on Batman through family death or yep. orphaning or tragedy, or you have the, I'm going to force myself into this role like Jason Todd more so or Lord Michael Sarah Robin from the animated Lego <laughs> Batman. Exactly. You know, and you have the I'm born into this Damien Robin. Um, so like there it explores just the sidekickery of it all. Yep. Through every like it, it Robin is the lens through which sidekickery has been explored the most. Yes. Sure. I mean, hell, he leads the Teen Titans. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he is a he is a hero in his own right. Even as a sidekick, he's like even in the DC pantheon of sidekicks, he is the most respected sidekick. He is like yeah. the Batman <laughs> of the Justice League. You know the I mean? Yeah, they look to Robin. Um, so yeah, so that's yeah. why it's my number one. Robin all day, every day, about that I, Robin life. I dig it. I. Man, I, I, I think you know, we're, we've been all over the place, and I love it. I would love to propose for at least a starting place yes. that we put Chewbacca as number three, since both Mia and yeah, I shared I, I would Chewbacca. agree with that. Yeah. And yep. we can I'm use that as a watermark. We can use that as a watermark to put the others against in their places. I will say this. I'm going to make an argument for Robin to be number one, only because – while you had it at his number one, both Mia and I had it at number two, which mm -hmm. I think kind of solidifies maybe it's number two position. Wait, wait, Sam is number two. Oh no, sorry, Sam is number two. Yes. Yes. Well, it's because be and Robin is number one. I am uh, yes. in totally I'm in total agreement with that, actually. Um, um because the yeah. So then we've got uh so we've got our number four and fives. My number five was Scooby and Shaggy. Your number five was Pinky, Pinky in the Brain. Mm -hmm. uh, Mia, your number five is Detective Carter, right? From Rush Hour. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to make an argument for uh, Scooby and Shaggy and Pinky. I think it should... I, I liked the Detective Carter one, but I feel like there should be a representation on the list somewhere of like your classic animated nostalgia then can sidekick I fight for solid silent bob since he was my number one to be somewhere on the list uh yes silent bob does have an animated version as well so yes. i wouldn't say it's nostalgia. i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't the say clerks, it's nostalgia based the clerks <laughs> cartoon series um but the question is where because what was our number fours you had donkey yeah, I had Arthur and Watson. And Watson. Mm. And then man, we're knocking we're knocking some good ones out. I'm gonna art. Here's yeah. here's my argument against Silent Bob. Okay. Uh, 
My argument against Silent Bob is, like I said, with Scooby and Shaggy, I feel like they, he and and Jay are sidekicks to a larger universe. I don't know that I would qualify him as a sidekick of a sidekick. Um, So I'd be fine with if you wanted to alter it to have it be Jay and Silent Bob together, I'd be okay with that. But I think to have him be on the list and potentially remove like a Scooby and Shaggy or even a Watson, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be... I don't know. I feel like that would be not right in the pantheon of of things. I think that with, I uh, did uh, I did unless like he Dr. is united with Jay. I think you know what I mean. For sure, Watson should be on the list. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So then the question is: so then then we are battling it out between Scooby and Shaggy, Pinky, uh, Silent Bob. We can take Silent Bob out. No, I don't, I, and I'm not saying he has to be out. I like the choice, but I feel like to earn the spot on the list, it needs to be Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. And I would, I argue to amend your choice as both of them, because I, that I could get behind 100, because I do think they are some of the best comedic sidekicks, and in... they've had two movies at this point. They're essentially, they are essentially the Scooby and Shaggy of the Viewisk universe. You know what I mean? Like they are those bumbling, they're the bumbling idiots that somehow everything just works out for them. So, I mean, honestly, and here's where I am. I, Dr. Watson, I thought was a very, very good uh, choice. So I am fine if we put Dr. Watson as number four and then have Jay and Silent Bob as number five. But, as sort of that duo sidekick. I, I I actually feel like Shaggy and Scooby deserve that more. They've been around longer. They paved the way for Jay and Silent Bob to even exist. Probably you wouldn't have the sidekick duo if you didn't have them first. So I guess they are both I stoners. I own number one because <laughs> after seeing you guys' list, I'm like... That's my childhood. I don't want to be without that. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that move if everybody else is because that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. What to have Scooby and Shaggy on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with that. I like I I genuinely at this point, and this is not like setting my list aside. I could I could give or take either either Silent Bob and Jay or. Scooby and Shaggy. They essentially kind of play the same roles for me in my mind. Um, So yeah, if everybody unanimously wants um, Scooby and Shaggy, I'm down with that. They've been around longer. They're the archetype that Jay and Silent Bob are built on. So we'll go with their their original form. Perfect. So So if they're five, that puts Dr. Watson at four. But man, I'll be honest, it it hurts to not have uh, Arthur or Pinky on there. I know. But I mean, I'm okay with it because I it it would be replacing one archetype with another or one nostalgia choice for another. I know. Like, so this is this is a tough list. Like this is maybe out of we've ever had. That's what I was about to say. Out of all of the episodes we've done, I think this was the hardest one to like kill our darlings, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, because we had so much variance in our choices. You know. 
there's a lot of good representations of the like yin yang partnership sidekick agreed that's been explored a lot and in a lot of very good ways agreed totally agreed all right so Uh, mia read us read us back what you have so far and let's see if that's what we all are locking in oh you don't want me to read it as the list you just want me to read off what we have no you can read it yeah read it as the list okay okay uh our top five sidekicks are at number five shaggy and scooby at number four dr watson at number three, Chewbacca. Oh. At number two, Sam. And at number one, Robin. Okay. I like that. I feel good I, with I that list. Legit. I feel like if people are like trying to find a new best friend, they should use this list as guidelines of what to look for in a friend. Absolutely. You know what? <clears throat> That's actually not a bad idea. I'm going to pitch it here on the show. We're going to lock it in. We're going to write like a self-help how to find a lover partner book about taking attributes from all the best sidekicks on what to look for in a life partner. Number one rule is loyalty. Dude, I'm going to be totally honest. I love this idea. (laughs) Each chapter will be about each. Like there's a chapter on Robin. There's a chapter on uh dr watson there's a chapter on hermione granger there's a chapter on luigi <laughs> just all the greatest sidekicks throughout time Boom. Sam uh, can we call it side kicking ass in friendship and love i love that yeah yeah okay it's happening you heard it here nobody else can make this idea we are doing it all right it's already in production you can't do it we've already it's happening it. poor poor man's copyright that's how it Suck works. Suck it, everybody. It down. It's done. See, <laughs> she's already written it down. Suck it. It's locked in. Uh, in the meantime, while you're uh, being sad about the things you cannot go and write, instead, we invite you to go check out the things you can enjoy, uh, which are any of the amazing podcasts from the Project Hyphen Nerd Podcast Network, of which High Five the Podcast is just one of many offerings. We also... A highly, highly, highly recommend that you go check out the Project Nerd YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. There's all sorts of awesome video content dropping weekly on there. Then mosey on over to the project-nerd.com website for all of your geek nerd news and updates. Um, and in the meantime, like, like always, we still have a Patreon. So please give us your monies. High five the podcast on Patreon. We'll be your sidekicks for money. We have reached the end of another high five the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my five at highfivethepodcast.com That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash highfivethepodcast on Twitter at 
Hi the Number Five the Podcast, Instagram at Hi Five the Podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching Hi Five colon the Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Misspeaking the words from the Book of the Dead? Maybe. See you next week. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.